Dr. Kristen Oja here, entrepreneur and functional medicine expert. Welcome to Little By Podcast, where our goal is to empower you to achieve optimal health, one step and one episode at a time. Taking a functional medicine approach will cover a variety of health and wellness topics, from how to optimize performance to how to balance your hormones and everything in between. This podcast is for educational purposes only, so please be sure to consult your healthcare provider before incorporating any changes into your daily routine. Now grab your headphones and let's go for a walk as we take steps towards becoming your best self. Today's episode is all about sleep, why it matters, and how to start improving it tonight. We spend about a third of our lives sleeping, so the quality of our sleep matters. We know that good quality sleep is foundational for longevity and disease prevention, and about 30% of Americans experience insomnia, and there's a lot of reasons for this. It can be caffeine intake, alcohol, stress certain medications, or sleeping environment, sleep apnea. Maybe you're waking up gasping for air or snoring throughout the night. That is going to impact your sleep quality. The time that you exercise, if you do intense exercise right before bed, it can throw off your hormones and impact your sleep quality. Pelvic floor dysfunction, where you're waking up multiple times throughout the night to urinate. Obviously, that's impacting your sleep quality. We see hormones playing a big role. Low progesterone is a big thing we see. So I encourage my patients to track their cycles and their symptoms to see, are you having sleep issues during a certain part of your cycle only? And what we see the most is in that luteal phase or that second half of your cycle, you could have trouble falling or staying asleep if you have low progesterone. So see if there's a hormonal or cyclical component to your sleep trouble. We also see in both genders, high cortisol play a role. Cortisol is our fight or flight hormone. And when cortisol starts to come up and you get that second wind at night, you can feel tired or wired. Or maybe you're getting a big cortisol surge really early in the morning. And so you wake up at 4 a.m. kind of panicky. That's going to impact your sleep quality. And there is a lot of data that shows that actually too much or too little sleep can shorten your lifespan. I have a lot of patients that tell me on the weekends they sleep for 10 to 12 hours and they're trying to catch up on sleep. And you can't really catch up on sleep. That consistent good sleep is most important when we think of longevity. And sleep quality is arguably just as important as how we're exercising and the foods that we're eating. It is a key component to our wellness, and we call it a foundational pillar of our overall health. So the magic number really seems to be between six to eight hours of good quality uh, sleep per night. Less than six hours is not good for our health, and more than nine, 10 hours is also not good for our health. And there are some short-term consequences uh, associated with sleep disturbances based on research. It's anything from a poor stress response, so you don't manage the daily stressors as well when you don't sleep as well. You probably have experienced this yourself. Maybe it's somatic pain, reduced quality of life, emotional distress, mood disorders, cognitive memory, 
performance deficits, the way that we kind of function throughout the day can be impacted with just a couple nights of not getting good quality sleep. Short-term consequences is also appetite control. We see when people don't sleep as well, they're much more hungry. Their ghrelin, which is their growl hunger hormone, and leptin, which signals to their brain that they're full, can really become off when we're not sleeping well. So those are some of the short-term consequences. When we think long-term consequences of sleep disturbances in healthy people, we see high blood pressure, high cholesterol, heart disease, weight issues, uh, metabolic syndrome, diabetes, and even certain kind of cancers. So we really want to put just as much emphasis on our quality of sleep as we do on exercising and eating healthy. And there's a few things you can do to start improving your sleep tonight. I think it's really important that we keep consistent sleep and wake cycles, weekday and weekend if possible. That's going to get your body in the most consistent circadian rhythm. So pick a time. Maybe you try to be in bed at 10 and up at 6. You get eight hours of good quality sleep. That is going to be great for you in the long run because, again, you can't catch up on sleep. You can't get three to four hours during the week and then sleep extra on the weekend to make up for it. You really need that good, consistent sleep each night. It's also important to make sure you have a nighttime routine that you do every single night that signals to your brain it's time to rest. So same way you wash your face or brush your teeth or maybe use essential oils, take an Epsom salt bath, read a book, whatever it looks like, keeping that consistent nighttime routine is going to help calm down your brain and tell your body it's time to get good quality rest. I also recommend starting to dim lights two hours before bed. You don't want bright fluorescent lights, and ideally you want to avoid electronics. And if you have to work or if you have to be on electronics after dinner, I do think it's important to be using blue light blocking glasses so you can just calm down some of that stimulation on the brain. And there's a lot of different brands you can find and read reviews on Amazon, Google, uh, but blue light blocking glasses can be really effective, especially especially at in the evening hours. I recommend if the sun is coming down, you want to stay off electronics or you want to use those blue light blocking glasses. Keeping your room at cooler temperatures is also very important for your sleep quality. Again, the magic number for that seems to be about 65 degrees. And I have a lot of patients who they their spouses like temperatures at different amounts or uh, their partner. So one person likes to sleep at 75 degrees. The other person likes to sleep at 60 degrees. And that can be very frustrating. And you can always meet in the middle. But there's also different things you can look at. One of the brands, and I don't have any affiliate with them, but is the Chili Pad. So on one side of the bed, you can put your temperature down to 60 degrees underneath your sheet, keep a good, nice, low core temperature and improve your sleep quality and your spouse can have the room set at 70 degrees. And um, hopefully you guys can meet more of a compromise there. But the magic number seems about 65 degrees. You really do want a cooler temperature at night for sleep quality. White noise for some can make a huge difference. It kind of keeps that consistent sound. So you're not picking up any other background noises. Meditation and deep breathing is also a great way to lower your cortisol at night. And there's a lot of great apps out there, Meditation Studio app, Calm, Headspace. Those are some of my favorite apps. But having that 
that kind of wind down 30 minute period before you go to sleep can really lower your cortisol, help start to get your heart rate down, help to lower your blood pressure. And it can be as simple as doing deep breathing exercises. I am a big one for the square breathing where you just breathe in for four seconds, you hold your breath for four seconds, and you slowly exhale for four seconds. There is some data that exhaling longer than you inhale can be really good for lowering the body's stress response. So you can also play around with different breathing techniques like the four, seven, eight breathing, where you breathe in for four seconds, you hold your breath for seven, and you slowly exhale for eight. I think it's important to figure out what works for you. Also, tracking your sleep and actually knowing the quality of your sleep is really important because you may be listening to this podcast and thinking, well, I seem to sleep eight hours. I dream a little bit. I don't wake up to use the bathroom. But you may actually start wearing a sleep tracker and find that the majority of your sleep is in light sleep, which it naturally is, but you may not be getting enough deep sleep. And I really spend a lot of time looking at deep sleep with my patients that are struggling with sleep quality because this is where our tissue is repaired, our memories are stored, our immune system becomes stronger. It's where your heart rate is the lowest. So you get a good break on your heart during this time. Breathing and respiratory rates are the lowest. So deep sleep is really important. And I really aim for about 20% of deep sleep, depending on the person. And I really like sleep trackers like the Aura Ring is a really high quality sleep tracker that you can get online and really get into the data if you like to nerd out like I do. But those are some quick tips. And if you feel like I'm keeping a consistent bedtime routine, I keep consistent sleep and wake cycles, I dim the lights, I use blue light blocking glasses, I keep the room at 65 degrees, I use white noise, I meditate and do deep breathing, I'm tracking my sleep quality, and I'm still struggling to get into that deep sleep that I know is so important. It's definitely worth seeing somebody and figuring out, is there certain supplements that you need to add or blood work that you need to do to dig a little bit deeper to figure out the why behind your your sleep trouble? Because again, we know that if you're getting less than six hours of sleep per night, your lifespan is going to be shortened. And it's one of the foundational pillars of longevity and disease prevention. So some supplements, and of course, consult with your healthcare provider before implementing these in. Things like magnesium is a calming mineral that can improve sleep quality, valerian root, L-theanine, 5-HTP, which is the precursor of serotonin. That's tryptophan, what's naturally found in things like turkey. Very calming, very relaxing. There's an amino acid called GABA that is very calming as well. Some people actually benefit a lot from melatonin. So there's a lot of different supplements that you can use, or if you need to even get into some of the hormone therapy, like low doses of progesterone, depending on your levels. So if you feel like as you're listening to this podcast, you're like, I really am already doing all of those steps that Kristen mentioned, probably time to see somebody that either specializes in sleep or is a more functional or integrative medicine practitioner that's going to take a deeper dive and try to understand the why behind your sleep issues. Because if you know the why, then it's easy to address it, whether it's a hormonal imbalance, a nutritional deficiency, whether it's a lifestyle variable. So really take a good look and maybe you're implementing these changes, still not sleeping, come and see us. But just remember, 
you spend a third of your life sleeping and the quality matters and it's just as important as exercise and our diet. So cheers to a good night's rest tonight. As always, send me any questions that you have. Share this episode with a friend that needs to hear it and check us out at stat wellness. It's S T A T wellness.com. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, remember, little by little, a little becomes a lot. Even the smallest changes over time can lead to total mind and body transformation. I'd love for you to stay connected with at Dr. Kristen Oja and at Stat Wellness on Instagram. And if you have any questions, be sure to reach out. I'd love to hear from you.